0: welcome back to 15 minutes of fascism and unfortunately topical podcast covering the global rise of the radical right once again i'm craig johnson uh, here to talk to you about what's been going on in the world of the right wing in the last week um you shouldn't be surprised to learn that there's a lot right uh we have continued ongoing activity in portland and throughout the rest of the country uh and we have donald trump's recent suggestion uh, that he might seek to postpone the uh, November election in the United States. So, a lot to cover. Uh, another unfortunate uh, update uh, in terms of right activity in the United States is that a protester in the city of Austin, Texas, was murdered on Sunday uh, while he was at a Black Lives Matter protest. Uh, the person's name is Foster. Um He was, depending on witness reports, either carrying an assault rifle or pushing his girlfriend's wheelchair uh, at the time of his murder. Uh, and he was killed by uh, someone who drove a car into a Black Lives Matter protest uh, in the city of Austin, Texas. Uh, Now, if you've been paying attention to right-wing violent activity in the United States recently, you'll know that people driving vehicles into protests and then trying to shoot people uh, is not unusual. It's not new at all. Um, There was violence of this kind in the Pacific Northwest. There was violence of this kind uh, in Charlottesville um, back in 2017, the United Right rally. Uh, So this is unfortunately not the first time that such an attack has killed a person. However, to my knowledge, it's the first time uh, that, uh, gun violence has killed a person in this particular capacity, uh, in this current wave of right-wing extremism in the United States. Uh, now there's still a lot that we don't know about, uh, these events. Um, uh, the identity and affiliation of the attacker himself, uh, remains a little bit confusing, um, and confounding, uh, apparently. Uh, the police are not releasing all of that information right now. Um, there are also conflicting reports about the behavior of uh, the two people, uh, the murderer and uh, Sir Foster. Um, I honestly don't know what the take is here. Um, it's possible uh, there have been some reports that Foster was a you know a sort of boogaloo person, um, but there were other reports that he might have been, you know, a sort of More independent libertarian activist who was, uh, carrying his rifle in a more earnestly anti government capacity. Uh, it's a little confusing. Uh, moving on to Portland, uh, weeks of protests culminated, uh, this week in the supposed, you know, order to withdraw federal troops from the city of Portland. However, uh, the on the ground situation there, uh, hasn't really changed significantly. Uh, it seems like a lot of what has changed is that the federal officers are remaining on federal property uh, as opposed to policing the streets of the city Um, but that doesn't stop them from gassing people that doesn't stop them from using um, other weapons Uh, there have been accusations that they are using um, chemical agents that cause people to vomit uncontrollably uh there have been several reports of protesters uh who menstruate having unusual menstruation patterns um like extremely excessive bleeding or uh menstruating multiple times in a month uh after being exposed to the chemicals that the um federal agents were releasing uh so that's something to unfortunately uh keep In our minds uh, as uh, protests continue that this is a real danger that people who menstruate face when dealing with these kinds of threats. Uh, There have also been uh, continued threats by the Trump administration, by Trump himself, uh, and by uh, other people in the national security apparatus uh, to expand the purview of the kind of federal violence seen in Portland to other Uh, Places in the United States, uh, you get zero guesses where uh, these uh, federal activities are being planned or threatened. Uh, They're in swing states. Uh, Michigan, Minnesota, Ohio uh, are primary potential targets, uh, in addition to uh, some of Trump's favorite uh, targets for his racist caricatures of urban life in the United States, uh, namely Oakland and Chicago. Um, Yeah. So no surprises here. Uh, this is Donald Trump uh, using uh, state violence, specifically threatening state violence against potential political battlegrounds uh, for his re-election in November, and also against cities that he has a history of um, mischaracterizing uh, in uh, his racist caricatures of, you know, hyperviolence or American carnage. Uh, was another phrase that he's used to describe major cities in the united states Uh, these are of course major cities that have disproportionately large populations of people of color and specifically black people Um, this is not a you know an accident uh, that trump is calling out cities like this Um, this is obviously indicating to us that the activity in portland was partly a test run um for seeing if this kind of violence could be expanded to the rest of the United States and for seeing uh, exactly what it is that it will do uh, to movements, uh, both there and elsewhere. Now, part of that is because uh, as a as a condition for their release, uh, many of the people who have been abducted by federal agents in Portland have uh, been forced to sign papers uh, asking them to never attend a protest again. Uh, apparently, they're being asked to sign away a First Amendment right. Um, now, of course, this isn't the first time uh, that the United States has asked people to sign away their rights. Um, the United States does this all the time uh, when it comes to people who are convicted of a felony, uh, because in many states, uh, people who are convicted of felonies uh, are often deprived of their right to vote um however using this specifically against the attendees of a political protest that is in opposition to the government uh is clearly it i mean it's it, it it's clearly an authoritarian power grab um it, it's pretty transparent and brazen um the other thing to note is that the customs and border patrol uh one of the agencies that is very likely to be the heart of the federal activity in Portland and the coming federal activity throughout the rest of the United States, um, is getting a lot more press, um, uh, you know, in places like The Guardian, more mainstream places than um, specifically left or progressive news media. Um, It's getting a lot more uh, coverage for its role in the militarization of United States domestic police forces um, since uh, 2000. Uh, So if you're interested in that, uh, there's a lot to read, a lot to look at. All right. The other thing we got to talk about this week, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't, uh, is Trump's recent suggestion. You know, he floated the idea in a tweet uh, that the United States might want to postpone uh, the upcoming presidential election in November. Um, Now, this thing has been covered to death. Uh, I'm not going to say that I have a unique perspective on it. Um, but most of the coverage has been doing, I would say, exactly what Trump wants, uh, which is focusing on the fact that this is not, in fact, a power that he has as the president of the United States. Uh, it is true, uh, that he does not have this power. Um, the dates of elections are fixed by laws that Congress passes, uh, and in some sense by the Constitution itself. Um, and so while these are changes that could be made, you know, it, it would be possible to achieve an election postponement in the United States. Uh, You would need a supermajority in Congress or the agreement of uh, most of the state governments in order to do so. Uh, So that'd be incredibly difficult. It's just not something Trump can do by himself. All right. Uh, However, I want to call attention to uh, what I think that is actually happening here. And this isn't, you know, a conspiracy theory. It's just characteristic of the kind of president Donald Trump has been. Um, now this wasn't just a one-off tweet. He's doubled down on this statement in press conferences, um, since then. Uh, this is despite major uproar in the news media. This is despite disagreement from, uh, you know, more moderate replica- Republican allies such as Marco Rubio. Um, obviously Trump knows that he does not have this power. Uh, he doesn't understand how the government works. You know, I mean, he doesn't. But he does understand the powers that he has because he uses them, right? He knows what an executive order is. He knows what it can do. Um, he knows the kind of military power he has, or at least, you know, some of that. He, you know, he knows something about the powers that he has. Obviously, what he's doing is laying the rhetorical groundwork for contesting the results of the elections in November. Now, yeah. That's not rocket science to pick that together. Like, that's clearly what he's doing, right? Um, Knowing that. This procedural focus uh, on the fact, you know, that, oh, he can't do that. And like, this is how you could and blah, blah, blah. That's the whole point of his rhetorical move. That's what he always does. You know, he says something bold. He says something exciting to, you know, a third of the country that follows him, that, you know, that are true believers in his nationalism and quasi-fascism. And then it's up to, you know, the nerds, the boring people, um, mainstream people uh, to talk about what can't be done. You know, why you can't do that, powers the president doesn't have, which millions of Americans probably want him to have. Now. Knowing this, knowing that Trump's goal is to lay the rhetorical groundwork for contesting the election, that puts what he's doing in perspective, right? Um, in November, if Trump loses, in October, if it looks like Trump is losing, in December, if Trump has already lost, uh, and people talk to you about you know, him not having a plan or him being surprised or him being blindsided or him being confused or him being a fool, like, That's not what happened. You know that now, right? He's had this plan. His plan is to contest the results of the election. He's been talking about this for months. This is what the whole mail in ballot crap is about, right? Uh, This is also what deploying federal officers to swing states is about. It's about creating the kind of situation on the ground, you know, domestic chaos that he could use to claim. That it's impossible to hold an election, or that when the election is held, because again, it would be extremely difficult to actually postpone it, uh, barring an actual suspension of the rule of law, which is also very unlikely. Um, although the fact that, you know, I have to qualify that as just only very unlikely as opposed to impossible is, you know, an indicator of what's going on in the country. Um But given that that's what he wants to do, you know, he wants to sow chaos. That's why he is putting federal agents in places. Uh, He wants to uh, sow uncertainty. That's why he is claiming that the election could be fraudulent. Um, This is because his plan is to contest the results of the election if he loses. Uh, He wants to win. He doesn't want to lose. Uh, Anytime that you hear somebody flippantly talk about like, oh, you know, He doesn't like being president, or maybe he wants to lose secretly. I mean, you know, I'm not a psychoanalyst. There are probably some secrets going on in that head of his that I uh, am not privy to, uh, nor is anybody. But everything that I have learned about this man since he uh, became the leading figure in United States politics uh, five years ago uh, is that he doesn't like to lose and he will do anything that he thinks he can do in order to win currently that is contesting the election in november that is making people afraid to organize uh by deploying like goon squads by cracking heads by imprisoning people by abducting people off of the street okay all of that said though Uh, I would also be remiss not to remind you that election postponement is, in fact, a very common strongman strategy. Um, It's something that happens a lot in, you know, teetering or failed democracies. Uh, When dictatorships uh, intend to, you know, elongate uh, their perceived mandate, you know, they'll just say, you know, people aren't ready. For an election you know they're not ready for the franchise uh, the country isn't stable enough you know the economy isn't good enough uh, our enemies aren't weak enough um, we're seeing this currently in Bolivia uh, where a civilian government uh, heavily backed by a military and police coup um, is currently in power and is currently saying hey you know we're not ready to hold an election yet uh, this being a year uh, Since the coup that ousted the president, Evo Morales, um, this is when they're supposed to be having an election and they're not going to. I tell that story to remind you that once uh, once that particular cat is out of the bag, uh, once the order of liberal democracy leaves a country, it is very, very, very hard to get it established again. Um, These kinds of things become palatable, become normal become commonplace, become thinkable. Um, And the fact that we're even talking about it um, indicates a victory uh, for the right wing in the United States. All right, talk to you next week.